Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain TXB and today is the 10th of May 2023 and the global cryptocurrency market guys is not looking good at all and one thing which I did mention in my episode yesterday is today the CPI numbers will be out so hopefully after the CPI numbers or rather 3-5 to five hours after the CPI numbers are out we might see some uptick or downtrend in the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency now in today's episode guys we're going to be discussing some massive news and this is regarding Canton blockchain and looks like it is a permission blockchain where it is kind of like a consortium but there are some real heavy DT players involved in that such as Microsoft, Goldman Sachs, Deloitte, Deutsche Bank, BNP Paribas and quite a lot of other. So you will definitely go to look at what the Canton blockchain is and guys we also have some update regarding PayPal and they are aggressively involved in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And few months ago guys, I did talk about an update where PayPal users could actually withdraw their funds into Venmo and quite a lot of other. But this news is regarding the crypto holdings and looks like they are touching the 1 billion dollar mark. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what is going on so far as PayPal is concerned. Now guys, we also have some update regarding Bitcoin Satoshi version and since the last 24 hours, it is definitely heading towards the moon and I'll give my explanation on why that thing has happened and look guys. In the world of Bitcoin and historically, there is massive war going on so far as its block size is concerned. Now, fortunately for Bitcoin Satoshi holders, this has caused an increase in the price of Bitcoin Satoshi version for roughly around over 30%. So, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that news and if the hike is going to sustain for a longer duration. And, guys, finally, we're going to be talking about some news regarding extreme left leaning basketball player and him merging with an extremely left leaning woke retail giant call is Nike but looks like the NFTs are definitely in demand so quite a lot to cover actually in today's episode and guys like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai UAE and the Middle East now lately guys I'm quite intrigued by what is going on in the world of artificial intelligence so there is a very high possibility that in the near future I'll be covering news regarding artificial intelligence as well now the first news is about artificial intelligence and the news is that MBZUAI, that is Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence and our crowd Arabia, they have inked a memorandum of understanding to boost funding for artificial intelligence startup. So in today's episode, I'll break down what that news is all about. And the second news, guys, is about Dubai Fintech Summit. This just might be one of the biggest events probably in Dubai, in the fintech world and also in the cryptocurrency and blockchain world. And this event took place between the 8th and the 9th. So in today's episode, I'll go ahead and discuss what this news is all about. And guys, this event was organized by DIFC, that is Dubai International Financial Center. And if you have attended that event, guys, definitely share your experience in the comment section below. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee Edit, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you are a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies 
are changing the world around us, from the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalu Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Shalu Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they've replaced it with Web3 and it is the number 3, mates.xyz. And guys listen, Shalu Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz. And once again guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information and in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.premint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out and they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from sandstorm to Spartan race, 
from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Golf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you're taking care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now as of today, 10th of May, the global crypto market is at $1.14 trillion and since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 0.31%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours, guys, is ridiculously low at 31 0.23 billion dollars as a matter of fact since the last 24 hours it is down by 25.67 percent and what is really interesting guys since the last 24 hours the volume of uniswap has miserably gone down by over 50 percent this just means one thing guys looks like people are selling their cryptocurrencies does this mean the scary times are ahead i really am not sure the volume in DeFi is also looking really bad and it is currently at 2.42 billion dollars and so far as the total value locked is concerned it is well below the $50 billion mark at $47.42 billion. Now one question guys, or kind of like a quiz that I'd like to throw out is, in 2023, how many days has the total value locked gone above the $50 billion mark? Mention the answer in the comment section below. Now just to give you some analogy guys, in January of 2022, the total value locked of all DeFi protocols was over the $242 billion mark. So so far as DeFi is concerned, over $200 billion has been taken off from its total value lock. And since 2023, Lido is still dominating. And so far as its total value locked is concerned, $12.03 billion is locked in its protocol. Now, DeFi is still accounting for 7.75% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, guys, let's look at the 24-hour volume because the volume of Uniswap has gone down by well over 50% since the last 24 hours. Today, it is down to 1%. 0.15 billion dollars. Pancake Swap has also gone down and it is currently at 506.44 million dollars. Core Finance at 141.09 million dollars. And the number fourth and number fifth is once again changed. Number fourth is Trader Joe at 68.33 million dollars and Balancer at 57.89 million dollars. Now let's look at the volume of stable coins. It is still ridiculously low and it is accounting for 90.12% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. 
and guys i've said this time and over again this data is probably the scariest matrix when you look at the global snapshot of the cryptocurrency market the volume of stable coins not only is it ridiculously low but it is also accounting for a majority of the chunk and as you know guys stable coins definitely do not follow the ethos of open blockchain and if you're someone who's using transactions using stable coins your transactions can be stopped as well now so far as the transaction volume is concerned tether usdt is clearly an outlier and its 24-hour trading volume is 21.55 billion dollars but guys if you look at its market cap for some odd reason it is on an increase and it is at 81.12 billion dollars so i definitely don't understand what is going on so far as bitfinex is tether usdt is concerned circle usdt stablecoin volume has gone down to 2.87 billion dollars and even its market cap has been gradually going down and as of today it is at 30.25 billion dollars so there is a massive anomaly going on so far as the market cap of tether usdt is concerned i don't get the understanding or reasoning as to why the market cap of bitfinex's tether usdt is on an incline the binance bsd's market cap guys as you know has gone down well over the 50 percent mark in just a matter of few months as of today it is at 5.87 billion dollars but the 24-hour trading volume is at 2.06 billion dollars if you look at the anomaly guys just between the first and the third one the difference is absolutely absolutely massive so really i'm not sure what is going on so far as bitfinex is tether usdt is concerned now guys let's look at the 24-hour trading volume the market share and dominance between bitcoin and ethereum now bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is at 13.71 billion dollars followed by ethereum at five the dominance surprisingly of bitcoin has gone up at 47 percent but the prices has relatively been the same but for ethereum the dominance is relatively the same at 19.40 percent if you look at the market cap guys bitcoin's market cap is 535 billion dollars whereas ethereum is at 221 billion dollars now listen guys as and when the cpi numbers are going to be out trust me three to five hours after mainstream media picks up the news puts across their own narrative is going to have a significant impact on the price of bitcoin ethereum and binance coin now bitcoin currently is at twenty-seven thousand six hundred and sixteen dollars and since the last 24 hours though it has marginally gone up by 0.43 percent since the last seven days it is down by 3.22 percent and guys the congestion in bitcoin network is definitely irritating some of the bitcoin maximalists as well but at the same time some of the bitcoin maximalists like michael saylor surprisingly has said positive things about brc20 token and also inscriptions on being built on bitcoin network so it's going to be really interesting to see how this news develops now so far as the team is concerned the price is 1839 dollars and since the last 24 hours it has marginally gone up by 0.24 percent since the last seven days though it is down by 1.16 percent Binance BNB coin guys is at $312 since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.35% since the last 7 days it is down by 3.28% now just to give you some context guys something not related to cryptocurrencies there's this news circulating right now that Warren Buffett has dumped 13.3 billion dollars in stocks and one of the reasons that mainstream media is saying is that he's envisioning a scary time ahead so really i'm not sure what is going on so what i'm going to be doing is i'm definitely going to be researching that and i'm going to be trying and checking if it does have an impact on the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and most likely i'll try to cover this news in tomorrow's episode but in today's episode guys there's this massive news that is broken out and this is to do with canton blockchain now what they are claiming 
that it is a new global blockchain, essentially a network of networks for financial market participants and institutional assets and guards the privacy-enabled Canton network, previously siloed system in finance to be interoperable and synchronized in previously impossible ways, unlocking new efficiencies and innovations. And listen to this, guys. Firms such as BNP Paribas, Deutsche Bank, Bossy Group, Equilin, and Goldman Sachs, among many others, are already using the Canton network and industry partners including Cape Gemini, Deloitte's, Intellectual EU, Microsoft and Umbridge are already part of them, but looks like this is more of an association. So let me try to give out some information on what the Canton blockchain is. Now the Canton network is the financial industry's first privacy-enabled interoperable blockchain network designed for institutional assets, launched by a group of leading financial constitutions, infrastructure providers, technology firms and consultants and this guys was released on the 9th of May 2023. And the Canton Network's design overcomes the shortfalls of existing smart contract blockchain network and enables previously siloed systems in finance to overcome interoperable and synchronized in ways that has been impossible before. So looks like they are trying to solve the blockchain trilemma problem but clearly guys, they are definitely centralized. Now what they claim is that they are offering the privacy and controls required for highly regulated organizations and the Canton Network creates a safe and sound environment in which assets, data and cash can move freely across applications in real time, unlocking new efficiencies and powering innovation. And guys, listen, if you do want to find out more information, the website is canton.network. Now, based on what I'm reading, guys, this clearly looks like what Ripple is doing. So, really, I'm not sure where the use case of blockchain protocol is because you truly need to understand, guys, when you talk about blockchain protocols, they need to follow the ethos of open blockchain. And Andreas Antonopoulos has, if not one of the most important and basic video explaining the difference between open blockchain and permission blockchain or centralized blockchain, or as I like to call it, software. So rather than using the Canton network, what they could have done is they could just release the software. Now let me try to give us some bits and pieces of information, because the Canton network claims that they will provide a decentralized infrastructure that connects independent applications built with Daml, which is D for David, A for Alpha. M for Mother, L for Larry, which is essentially a digital asset smart contracting language and it creates a network of networks allowing previously siloed systems in financial markets to interoperate with appropriate governance, privacy, permissioning and controls required for highly regulated industry and Gaza Canton network enables financial institutions to experience a safer and reconciliation-free environment where assets, data and cash can synchronize freely across applications, creates opportunities for financial institutions to offer new innovative products to their clients while announcing the efficiency and risk management. Now this, to be honest guys, I'm so disappointed reading through this because this is exactly what the creation of Bitcoin is. Now prior to Bitcoin, there were other cryptocurrencies as well and one of the biggest problems that Satoshi Nakamoto solved was the double spending. But in case of Canton Network, looks like the double spending will still occur because there is a centralized entity who's going to be making this decision. So I really am not sure why would they want to use Canton Network. They could have done all these things just by using a centralized software as well. Now let me try to give out some bits and pieces of information. They have given out some examples and some examples that they're giving out is that asset registers and cash payment systems are distinct and siloed system in today's markets. Now with Canton Network, a digital bond and a digital payment can be composed across two separate applications into a single atomic transactions 
guaranteeing simultaneous exchange without operational risk. And likewise, a digital asset could be used in a collateralized finance transactions via connections to a repo or leveraged loan application. This is kind of similar to what Ripple does, but nonetheless, what they claim is that capturing the benefits of public blockchain without the flaws until now smart contract blockchain networks have not achieved meaningful adoption among financial institutions and enterprise because of three significant shortfalls. The first one they claim is a lack of privacy and control over data. Other chains have shortcomings about privacy that prevents the use of technology by multiple regulated participants of the same networks. There can't be no other blockchain that can offer data protection or control at any layer of its network. And guys, what they're also saying is that other blockchains, most likely Ethereum, have had to accept trade-offs between control and interoperability. This is something which I kind of agree to. And other chains require operators to forfeit the full control of applications by using a shared pool of validators to gain interoperability. The second point is guys, the inability to scale. And this is something which I 100% agree to. But you cannot solve the inability to scale with having a centralized network. So it just does not make any sense. But nonetheless, what they say is regarding scalability, with applications competing for global network resources and the inherent capacity limitations caused by how blockchain operate, achieving the scale and performance financial institutions need remains challenging. And this guys is something which I've said several times in my Cryptid Coffee 8 podcast, even in the Metaverse Everything podcast is, when you talk about blockchain technology, you need to identify how you can solve the blockchain trilemma problem, that is scalability, security, and privacy and what Canton Network claims is that they can remove these obstacles by uniquely balancing the decentralization of a network with privacy and control essentials to operating within a safer and sound regulatory environment. And one of the biggest claims is that only the Canton Network enables participants to safeguard permissions, exposure and interactions across the network to comply with security, regulatory and legal requirements. I 100% disagree to this guys. Rather than doing all these kinds of network, we could have just released a simple software that the network can connect innovative blockchain solutions in market today such as Deutsche Borg's Group, D7's Postrate Platform and Goldman Sachs GSDAP, I'm really not sure what that is, while retaining privacy and permissioning and as more DAML built applications that is a programming language go into production this year and beyond, the number of connections of the Canton network will grow exponentially and they have also given some examples guys that one applicant's monthly national trade that exceeds the most active crypto token volumes and Canton network participants will begin testing interoperability capabilities across a range of applications and use case in July. Listen guys, this is what they've done very clearly. In the official blog which is pushed by Business Wire, they have tackled two areas of the blockchain trilemma problem that is privacy and scalability but the most important one that is decentralization or distributed nature of centralization how you call it they have not even mentioned that and this is so so critical guys so if you want to ask me my honest opinion on the Canton network in the scale of 1 to 5 I'll probably give it a 0 and this is the reason why you truly need to understand what the blockchain trilemma problem is so do one thing guys go to google type in blockchain trilemma problem so essentially there are three things that is scalability security and privacy and at the moment any blockchain protocols and not able to do that, they're either compromising on one of these things and in this case clearly they're compromising on centralization and once again rather than using Canton Network, you'd be better off using a simple software or maybe even a shared Excel spreadsheet. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding PayPal and PayPal recently disclosed its cryptocurrency holding in a quarterly report filed 
to the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission if you do want to read through the official filing that is mentioned in the show notes below. Now, Cointelegraph guys did provide a great article on this which actually states that PayPal has a combined total of $943 million in cryptocurrency assets as of 31st of March 2023 and based on the filing, it shows that a 56% increase over the company's previous quarter where PayPal disclosed $604 million and they reported that the total financial liabilities for the quarter were $1.2 billion and cryptocurrency asset gas is making up 77.9% which is up by more than 10% from 2020's reported fourth quarter liabilities. Now listen guys, PayPal is kind of like an exact competition for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So rather than competing with cryptocurrencies, I think they made a bold decision of working with cryptocurrencies. And guys, I very specifically remember when PayPal announced its intention to get into cryptocurrencies, what users could do is they could trade it, but they could not transfer the cryptocurrencies to their own wallets, but they had to convert it to the respective wallets such as USDT, and then it would go into the bank account. But just recently, roughly around a month ago, I did mention in my podcast where you could actually transfer your crypto which is saved in your PayPal wallet to Venmo users. Unfortunately, Venmo is not working UAE, so I haven't tested. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding NFTs and looks like extreme left-leaning multi-millionaire LeBron's company that is LeBron's woke retail giant Nike, RTFKT, has kicked out demand as Los Angeles Lakers has doubled its lead. Now what I want you to do is cause if you do want to follow what this news is, go to dailycoin.com because they have provided a summary of what the news is all about. So let me just break down three key elements. Now the first summary is that the RTFKT NFT is soaring in trading volume and you can check that via OpenSea after Los Angeles Lakers just beat a team recently. And the second point is that the RTFKT X Nike Air Force One, the Genesis NFT flow prices have been doubled since its minting and LeBron James cars as you know is considered one of the extreme left-wing multimillionaires has never lost a single game wearing the RTFKT X Nike Air Force Ones. So if you're someone into basketballs and if you're a fan of extreme left-leaning multimillionaire LeBron James definitely go check it out. Now guys let's discuss two news regarding UAE and the first news is about artificial intelligence and Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence has merged up with our crowd Arabia. Now the website guys is a bit tricky so what I'd really recommend you to do is rather than me spelling it out make sure you look at the website in the show notes below. The news is that the both of them have signed a memorandum of understanding to drive funding for artificial intelligence startups and research and the agreement guys aims to establish an artificial intelligence investment fund and other joint initiatives to catalyze the growth of Abu Dhabi's AI technology ecosystem and the initiative will accelerate and catalyze the growth of AI technology ecosystem of the university's campus in Mazda City, Abu Dhabi. And I've visited Mazda City guys. I think it is an absolutely, absolutely beautiful city. And so far as technology is concerned, you definitely need to go to YouTube and type in what other things Mazda City is doing. Absolutely beautiful. And the Artificial Intelligence Focused Venture Capital Investment Fund aims to attract both local and global AI technology companies to scale up globally from Abu Dhabi. And so far as the news is concerned guys, MBZU AI and Integrated Data Intelligence that is IDI Limited, our crowd's AI subsidiary in Abu Dhabi will collaborate on research projects in applied AI technologies across industries and the partnership aims to enhance Abu Dhabi's AI innovation ecosystem via strategic partnership with key government and government related entities and the graduates guys from the university will have internship and job opportunities 
through our cards vast global network of portfolio technology startup companies and industry partners and guys a partnership creates a mechanism for incubating startups and creating local opportunities for the university's pipeline of talent and the proposed initiatives are a perfect complement of MBZU AIs and our crowd Arabia's area of expertise and our crowd Arabia guys is establishing a new venture capital investment center in Abu Dhabi to manage deals for its existing platform and cater to emerging markets and our crowd Arabia continues to build on its strategic relationship having started with a partnership with ADIO under its innovation program announced in November of 2022 and the memorandum of understanding guys aims to jointly grow artificial intelligence ecosystem in Abu Dhabi and guys as we know Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence is a graduate research university focused on artificial intelligence computer science and digital technologies across industrial sectors and they aim to empower students businesses and governments to advance artificial intelligence as a global force for positive progress and our crowd is the online global ventures investing the platform that empowers institutions and individual accredited investors to invest and engage in emerging technology companies at a very early stage and guys we go to the website for our crowd it does actually state that they have over 2.1 billion dollars in commitments and they've already deployed capital into 404 portfolio companies and 43 funds across five continents and based on the website it states that our crowd builds value to its portfolio companies through their life cycles by providing mentorship recruiting industry advisors navigating follow on rounds and creating growth opportunities through its network of multinational partnership and another thing what stood out for me is that on the website it stated that they have recorded 63 exits including several public market listings and numerous high profile acquisition so listen guys if you're someone who's planning to get into the artificial intelligence space maybe have an idea to build something on artificial intelligence space you definitely definitely need to check it out now guys the second news is about a massive event that took place between the 8th and 9th of may and to be honest guys this just might have been the biggest event in dubai probably in the world of fintech and also in the world of cryptocurrency and blockchain as well and the dubai hosted the first ever dubai fintech summit under the patronage of his highness sheikh mohammed bin mohammed bin rashid al maktoum and the summit guys was organized by DIFC that is Dubai International Financial Center and the event brought together over 5000 global fintech C-suite executives and technology experts to discuss the latest innovation and challenges in the sector and guys yesterday in my crypto and coffee day podcast I did talk about Brian Armstrong who did actually share some visions about maybe starting an operations in Abu Dhabi or maybe in Dubai and he was also a speaker at the Dubai Fintech Summit that the global fintech sector is a rapidly growing and predicted to be valued at 305 billion dollars guys by 2025 and in the MEASA region the industry is expected in value from 135.9 billion dollars in 2021 to 266.9 billion dollars by 2027 and the Dubai Fintech Summit offered a unique platform for startups investors and industry leaders to connect and capitalize on the growing fintech markets in the region and beyond in guys as you know The MENA region's fintech startup and venture capital landscape is booming with over 800 fintech startups worth 15.5 billion dollars and Dubai alone is home to over 20% of the world's fintech businesses this is absolutely massive now what will be surprised in the next couple of decades if Dubai does actually aggressively compete with let's say London the fintech summit featured a series of panel discussions fireside chats and over 100 fintech exhibitors Now, the event co-sponsor was Visa and they actually reported that 52% of UAE consumers 
are already cashless or planned to be by 2024 and the summit featured distinguished speakers from local and international arenas including His Excellency Abdullah bin Tawf al-Mawi, the UAE Ministry of Economy, Bill Winters, Group Chief Executive for Standard Chartered and Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, Piyush Gupta, CEO of DDS Singapore and CEO and co-founder of Coinbase that is Brian Armstrong and along with them there were numerous of the great speakers. Now the summit offered attendees a platform to participate in discussions and exchange ideas on emerging trends, regulatory frameworks and future possibilities and Gaza panel discussion explored a range of topics including building the economies of the future, crypto and the evolving regulatory framework, the world of finance, where are the women and building a resilient and sustainable financial sector in the age of disruption and participants had the opportunity to gain valuable insights on these critical issues from industry leaders and experts and the panel discussion offered a platform for experts to share their insights on current and future issues in the fintech industry and explore how they can shape the future for the financial sector and Ghazi agenda was informative and insightful at the same time, providing valuable opportunities for networking and collaboration among participants and Mohammed Al-Balushi, the head of DIS Innovation Lab and Fintech Hive, underscored the importance of the Dubai Fintech Summit in gathering stakeholders to discuss the challenges and opportunities that lie in the industry ahead. And look, as if you're someone who's attended it, it is absolutely, absolutely a must event. And if you do want to share some points, mention them in the comments below. And those were the news cards from Crypto and Coffee Day from Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com. And guys, also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. Now, for the next few minutes, there's going to be an Ask Me Anything series. You listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain. Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Keisha who asks, Do you think Bitcoin developers can stop BRC20 tokens? This news Keisha was definitely circulating in crypto Twitter and I was listening to a few podcasts yesterday as well and they were actually discussing that Bitcoin developers were planning to remove BRC20 tokens. Now could that thing happen? Absolutely 100% yes, but if that thing happens it just means that Bitcoin is extremely, extremely centralized. But what I'd recommend you to do is, Keshav, look at Blockstream, because Blockstream is the company that does actually go and manage what is going on in the world of Bitcoin. Now, can this thing be done 100%? Yes, which just means all the inscriptions that are on Bitcoin blockchain can be completely removed. And one topic of discussion that is going on is, are they going to be considering it as a bug in the Bitcoin blockchain? And because they are considering it as a bug in the Bitcoin blockchain, they actually don't need consensus and these are the thoughts that is currently circulating under crypto twitter now can they do that 100% yes and this again goes back to my point Keshav on some of the bitcoin maximalists they are divided on this now i'm not a massive fan of michael saylor but he's kind of agreeing to brc20 tokens and inscriptions being on the bitcoin blockchain and one point which he did actually mention but i did actually learn from crypto rs one of the most fantastic youtube channels is that Let's say if I were to do a massive transaction on Bitcoin, 
what I can do is the contract details. I could inscribe it on the Bitcoin blockchain and because it is on a Bitcoin blockchain, there's kind of like an added security, a time work so to speak. So there are two ways of looking at it. Personally, I would not want the RC20 token or inscriptions to be on Bitcoin blockchain but the Bitcoin Max MLS community is 100% divided on it. But going back to your question, yes, they can definitely go and remove the RC20 token if they consider it as a bug and you do not require consensus a lot of people to go ahead and do that. This is an area, you know, which starts into councils and mining. I do remember Bitcoin Mining Council was actually set up. Now, I'm not sure what kind of say they have so far as removing the RC20 tokens is concerned. Now, historically, Keshav, Bitcoin has had severe allergic reaction to councils, but in Bitcoin Mining Council, you have some of the elites like Jack Dorsey, you have Michael Saylor, you have Peter McCormack, the host from what Bitcoin did, and you have quite a lot of Bitcoin maximalists. Now, if they agree to it, to go ahead and remove it and consider it as a bug, then unfortunately it is possible for them to go ahead and remove that. Now, what kind of an impact will that have? And these are the points that Ethereum maximalists will definitely pump towards and try to attack Bitcoin. And right now, there is also news circulating that the BRC20 token is causing a lot of congestions. And is this considered as a DDoS attack? Because if you look at it, it is exactly similar to a DDoS attack. And unfortunately, Bitcoin is not able to manage it, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this news develops. But to answer your question, yes, it can definitely be stopped, but will that thing happen? It's definitely going to be interesting. So that's all for today, guys. And the Ask Anything series on Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to unfedblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com, and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast. Please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And guys, if you do want to sponsor any of these episodes, drop me an email to unfedblockchainbxb.com. What I can do is I can mention your name or the project or protocol that you're working at the beginning of the episode. And my episode has a reach of somewhere between 12 to 16,000 users on a daily basis. So your project and protocol can be heard by so many people. So drop me an email to unfedblockchainbxb.com. What I tend to do is I tend to have sessions via Eventbrite every month so I can mention your logo on every slides or maybe even put up a small video. So go to Eventbrite and look at three events that I'm conducting. One of them is to do with Tesla analysis on Bitcoin. The second one is to do with Central Bank Digital Currency. And the third one is to do with Metaverse. And if you do want any information regarding sponsorship, drop me an email to infoblockchainbxb.com. And guys, remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Krypton Coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And of the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 Works, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the powers of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. Tifa and Metaverse and what you listen to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, Tifa and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.